Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together in prayer this morning. Today is Friday, and this is the 18th week after Pentecost. Today, we begin reading the 15th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. And now, we start our time in prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, beginning this morning at the first chapter, our first verse of chapter 15. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and the scribes and the whole council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You say so. Then the chief priest accused him of many things. Pilate asked him again, Have you no answer? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further reply, so that Pilate was amazed. The high priest had asked Jesus, Are you the Messiah? When Jesus answered, they condemned him for blasphemy. The rulers of God's people had handed down their death sentence, rejecting the long-hoped-for anointed one by condemning him to death. Now, Pilate asked Jesus a similar question, but from the perspective of Rome. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus makes practically no response. Two words in Greek. He simply notices that this is the phrase that Pilate has looked to exploit, the king of the Jews. And so Pilate, along the way, has made his own confession. He will declare Jesus king of the Jews, even while he has decided to take this opportunity to make an object lesson of him in crucifixion. The more Jesus is accused, though, the more of a case that is made against him about how his messianic claim represents a threat to Rome, the more and more tempting 
crucifixion becomes. And, and there is really nothing that Jesus can say or do now that is going to change the hearts of anyone involved. Jesus is silent. Jesus' silence before Pilate teaches us to recall and connect Isaiah's poem about the servant of the Lord who suffers, being silent before his accusers as he's led off like a lamb to the slaughter, trusting in God to vindicate his cause. This poem speaks of Jesus. His silence is deep and dark, and it also signals the absence of God's life-giving word. Throughout this entire story, throughout his entire ministry, each time Jesus has opened his mouth, two things have happened. Things have happened. The poor have heard the good news. The blind have regained their sight. The lame have walked. The dead were raised. The scattered were gathered. New life was given. A new creation broke into being every time he opened his word, his mouth and taught them. Food was multiplied. As long as God speaks, even if those words come to us with words of woe and warning, still forgiveness, life, and salvation are near. But now the silence is chilling. Without the word of God echoing in our ears, we hear only the voice of the accuser and the determination of the empire to maintain its peace over the world by exerting its violent power. And it is that power that has now made its appearance. It is fully revealed before the Son of Man. Rome has always been there, lurking in the background, exerting its power through threats of violence. It has been a hidden force until now. Now it is exposed. Now the empire is front and center, and the representative of Rome holds the life and death of the Son of God, the Messiah, the King of the Jews, in his hands. Jesus has been handed over to the powers of this world, just as he said he would. It is now Friday, and the end of this week is near. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born in the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. 
Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and all gifts of healing and forgiveness and peace. For the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are sick, for those who are grieving, for those who tend to and care for the sick, who bring health and healing in all that they do, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and for those who govern the nations of the world, for people suffering in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, and for all who are working to bring about a true peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for those we name before you now. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.